Welcome to Creepy Kentucky. I'm Quinn. And I'm Laura. And, and do we have anything we want to talk about before we jump into this? I don't have anything. Oh. We got invited to speak to a paranormal club, though. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. And we still have yet to even discuss, begin to discuss what we want to do. Yeah, that We could do, we could talk about Waverly on that yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a good one to discuss. Yeah. Anyway, we'll talk about that off the show. We do have a ghosty story to talk about today. Ooh, ghosts. Yay. We're going to talk about the Kentucky State Penitentiary. Yeah. Or the Castle on the Cumberland. Ooh. That's what they call it. Okay. Construction began in 1884. Okay. The original front gates had 12 foot tall reinforced doors. Okay. So it kind of did look like a castle. Okay. William W. Bowington played a big part on how the building looks. It was designed to instill fear in the prisoners coming in. Oh, uh, yeah. Because, you know, you wanted your inmates to be scared. They got a lot of inspiration from Joliet Penitentiary. Okay. Be looking that up here shortly. Yeah. They had stipulations on how they were to build it. Mm -hmm. It had to be built with local stone. Okay. That okay. was both dug and set using inmate labor. Fair enough. Yeah, that's... Yeah, the... Um, one of them in uh, Ohio was like that, the really haunted one at Mansfield, I think. Okay. Like, after it got opened, the rest of it was built with that. So that seems to be a, you know, a tradition. A thing, yeah. Yeah. I mean, cheap, I mean, free labor. Yeah. You know. Well, <laughs> the inmates received very poor treatment. No, really? They worked <laughs> hard days building their own prison. Yeah. Yeah. Inmates that fell behind were flogged and branded, allegedly. Ooh. Oh. They were allegedly branded. I mean... They also didn't get much food or sleep. Well, yeah. Many died while it was being built. Great. Yeah. Legends say all the hate, pain, and anguish seeped into the boulders, and the stones absorbed the high emotions and used it like a battery. Probably. Yes. Is it limestone? I think so. Probably. I mean, most things around here are. Yeah. If they, I mean, if it was built in local stone, yeah, probably. Yeah. It took six years to complete. Yeah. So, math. I mean, 1890. If you'd used like a professional game, professional game, maybe it wouldn't have taken so long. Right. You think? Exactly. It is the oldest prison in Kentucky. True. And okay. it's the only state-run maximum security prison. Oh, it, really? Yeah. Because everything else, I guess, is a federal prison, right? Yeah, okay. or a minimum security oh. or whatever, you know. Yeah. It houses male death row inmates Ooh. and serves as the execution facility for Kentucky. Oh, good. Entering the 20th century, many of the inmates died of tuberculosis. Yeah. Um... In the book I read, which we'll talk about later. Okay. It's a whole other story. Yeah. 50% of the deaths at that time were from tuberculosis. Right. The yeah. original... Oh, we'll talk about that later. Um, in, the, in the early 20th century, the first prisoner was sent to, to the penitentiary for execution. Okay. 
whippings, other punishments were a common occurrence until they were banned. Ew. Ew. Yeah. Overcrowding was an issue, so there were a lot of escapes, homicides, suicides, and riots. Great. During one of the riots, they started a fire. Oh, good. And I just like it. Burned. They burned the original infirmary. Oh. And like, also... Why would you do that? Like, that's the one place I would think you'd want to keep. Uh, <laughs> I've heard stories from prison infirmaries. Oh, My yeah. friend worked really? for one, and Ooh. she told me some... Great. Intense stories about... Oh, dear. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, They did build a new one in the late 50s, early 60s is when the new infirmary got built. Okay. I don't have an exact year for when the okay. riot that burned well, infirmary was. Um, from 1928 to 1929, there were 50 executions. There was one night where there were seven executions. So I guess it was just back to back. Oh my god. <laughs> and by the 1930s, Kentucky included parole and probation to help with the overcrowding. Yeah. So they were able to get people out of the prison. Yeah. They dubbed the electric chair Old Sparky. I mean, that's <laughs> the traditional. I think that's the traditional name. Yeah. For the I mean, electric chairs. What else would you call it, right? Um, oh, let's let's figure. Hold on, let's let's think let's, of some other names. Yeah, let's think of some other. Let's take a tangent and let's think say, of a different name. Let's for take an electric a chair. old Sparky tangent and figure out some other name. The electric throne. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I like that yeah. one. Um, um, let's see. Um, yeah, I kind of like, I really kind of like that a lot. The electric throne. The electric throne. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't think we're going to top that one. Yeah. Sparky throne. Yeah. Sparky throne. Sparky. Um, uh, let's see. Hmm. Grandma's electric rocking chair. <laughs> Not your grandma's electric <laughs> rocking chair. <laughs> um, I don't know. I can't think of anything else besides the electric throw. Yeah. <laughs> that one's. We're tired. She's really tired. I'm tired in general. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just tired in general. We apologize. But I mean, we apologize for not being able to think of more. Hey, if you have more names that you would like to see electric chairs called, please send us an email. It's creepykentucky at gmail.com. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. The On the original gates, they had abandon, hope, all ye who winter here. Thomas Edison's beanbag. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I'm a horrible person. <laughs> Thank you all and good night. Oh, what to spell? I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Which that was obviously from Dante's Inferno. Yeah. What was over the gates of hell? So yeah, yeah. gives yeah. you. A that's what we. That's what we call where I work now. Yeah. Is uh, ninth level of hell. When. The penitentiary was first opened. They would put hardened criminals in the same cells as petty criminals. Well, yeah. Even kids 
Oh, who yeah. stole food. Oh, yeah. Because, you know, that's what she did. Didn't have anywhere to sh- shove them in a cell somewhere. All that's right. That's exactly what she did. Ghosty time. Woo. Woo. So Two. I got most of these stories from a book by Steve Asher. Yeah. I think it's called The Ghosts of... Hauntings of oh. the... Kentucky State Penitentiary. Kentucky Penitentiary. If it's anything like that book. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's it's not great. It was the only source that I could find for stories, though. Yeah. So, it was... Yeah. She had some issues with it. I did. She, she wished he had an editor. Which, I yes. mean, let's face facts, a lot of people could use an editor. We could, but we're... I'm not going to do that. No. <laughs> I'm not doing that. <laughs> All right. All right. That's all I had to say about that book. I don't want to be too mean. Well, you know. I mean, anyway. <laughs> it is what it is. It is. In the late 1980s, yeah. there was a guard inspecting three-cell house, which okay. used to be a part, excuse me, of death row, but was no longer used. He saw no a prisoner. No longer used at all? Or, like, just not for death row? Not for death row, okay. I don't think. Okay, cool. Um, I get you now. So he was walking through, yeah. and he looked over and saw a prisoner yeah. in a cell reading a Bible. Okay. He greeted the guard, who smiled and nodded. The huh. guard later asked if the prisoner had gotten fed. Really? Like he asked one of yeah. the if he'd gotten fed. But... Huh. He was told that there was nobody in that cell for a month. Hmm. So they went back to check it out, and they found the cell empty, except for a Bible, laying open on the floor. Oh, wow. And there was a passage highlighted where it was open. Yeah. It was Psalm 102, 20. Yeah. Which says, to hear the groaning of a prisoner, to lose those that are appointed to death. Wow. That's creepy. First of all, I want to say that's creepy. Yes. Second of all, I think that might tie in with something we're going to talk about. Okay. Because that sounds like... Okay. So, there's this relatively, I mean, semi-famous murder in Lexington. The Marion Miley murder. Okay. Like, and one of the people that got convicted of killing her turn to religion in the pain. Now, I mean, a lot of people probably did. But it'd be interesting to know what cell he was in. Yeah, that would be interesting. Hmm. 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 Things that make you go, hmm. I just find it interesting that, like, the more we do this, the more connections we find. Like, everything's just interwoven. It's really amazing. Really? It's kind of cool, actually. Yeah. So that story wasn't in the book. Okay. That I read. That's um, a good story, though. It I is. Really like, that's creepy. Yeah, that was, I mean, it's really creepy when a ghost interacts with somebody. Even if it's just nodding. Like and, nodding, and waving. Like, yeah. So Steve Asher is a paranormal investigator. And he worked at the penitentiary as a as a guard. Oh, wow. Until 2010. I don't know when exactly he started okay. working there, but he stopped working there in 2010. Okay. Um. Oh. 
guess I had more on how evil the penitentiary was. Oh, good. Okay. That's all right. I'm sorry. I'm all over the place. (laughs) I'm just reading my notes. So there was a hot box that they used as punishment. It was the preferred punishment for the prisoners. Um, They also called it a sweat box. It was coffin-like and dark. Great. And you would be left standing in the box for days. God. It restricted movement, so you really couldn't move around a whole lot. The only ventilation came from a quarter-sized hole. Oh, my God. But that was more for the guards to check to see if you were still alive. Oh, good. When you had to go, you know, to the bathroom. Yeah. It just fell on the floor. Good. Leaving you standing in your own waist. Great. That's just super. Breathing in those fumes would cause choking. Yeah. Inmates would get minimal food and water. Yeah. And would become dehydrated and even suffer from organ failure. Yeah. Many who were put in the hot box died, and some got permanent damage from heat exposure. Yeah. Some would go crazy and could be heard screaming and laughing. Inmates would eat cockroaches to survive. Barf. Yeah. And some would eat their own lips and tongues. Oh, God. Double barf. Yeah. Mm. Hot boxes went out of style in the early 1920s. They're still used in North Korea and some Saudi nations. Oh, good. Of course. <laughs> because of course they are. Yeah. <laughs> there because of course they are. Is no decommissioned date for the hot box at Kentucky State Penitentiary. Oh, good. We don't know when exactly they yeah. stopped using it. So basically, it could be like 50s, 60s. We don't yeah, know. We don't know. <laughs> it's a big old question mark. You can still see remnants of a white only entrance sign in the kitchen. No. No. Yeah. I mean I believe it. I'm not saying that. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm just saying Ew. Screw yourselves. Yeah. (laughs) Just go screw yourselves. In Asher's book, he talks to a so the rest of these are gonna be stories from the book that people who worked at the at the penitentiary hospital? No, penitentiary. Told Steve. Yeah. So this one was a man named Dutch. Okay. Who worked at the penitentiary in the 80s. Okay. He was using a metal detector on the ground searching for potential weapons hidden in the grass. Okay. He felt icy fingernails slowly running down the nape of his neck. That's a no. He could feel the cold running down his back and into his legs. Oh, no. He was on the ground. So he, I guess, fell to the ground. Oh, no. the book was really hard to follow. Yeah. The way he wrote was really confusing. Yeah. I mean, you, you just got to do what you can. Yeah. In that kind of case. So, he was on the ground and couldn't get up. He tried to get the metal detector to use it as a crutch to pull right, himself up. Yeah. And suddenly, the, the hold lifts and he could get to his feet. Really? Yeah. That's weird. He then saw a bunch of small floating orbs. Oh, okay. And they were hovering about 10 feet ahead of him. Okay. They would change colors in unison wow. from pale yellow to a sickly green and brown. The light lazily drew back towards the prison water tower. So Dutch stepped up a concrete incline that leads to three-cell house. Okay. Um. And Asher asked what would 
possess him to do such a thing. Yeah. Why the hell would you follow the lights? Yeah. And Dutch replied, yes, a possession. That's a damn fine word for it. Great. The freezing cold had left my body, allowing me to stand on my feet. Strangely, I was still hexed somehow. The lights settled right above the ground to the right of the supports of the water tower. Dutch got sick and a long string of spit fell out of his mouth and then he oh threw up. Oh my god. Oh dear. And that's what it seemed like from the book. Yeah. He threw up thousands of flies. What? Yes. Oh my god. He then... Holy mother of pearl! <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. He then heard a scream and realized it came out of a box. And there was a form with sunken jowls, gums, and teeth that looked big and mean. And he could then smell fear, urine, and feces. Great. I don't know how you can smell fear, but... You know. I don't know. It's that flop sweat smell. It's oh. a different smell. Okay. Like, if you get it, like, if you have flop sweat, like, it's a, I, I don't know how to explain it, but it produces a different, like, it actually does produce a smell. Okay. And it is really unpleasant. Okay. Because, like, I get it sometimes when I'm, like, stressing out at, at Hustler, and I can tell when it's like it's a different kind of sweat than it is just being up there and being hot okay. because it stinks so bad. Okay, but like it actually like it exists. I mean, I don't know if that if that's what he thinks he was smelling. It could have been, but maybe it like I don't know, like panic, anxiety, all of those yeah. like can have their own odors i guess if you're around people that maybe if you're around people that have like a lot of fear you mm -hmm. get used to them smelling yeah. different than just like somebody at the grocery store yeah you know? that makes sense i don't know anyway. uh so after that dutch got the hell out of there uh yeah and the next day he put in a request for a transfer uh the next day he quit yeah. <laughs> like, um later that uh, same minute he put in his request for a transfer yeah <laughs> so the next story comes from a woman named june oh june who june bug who they call junie oh june bug junie and Junie june june in bug. the book he made kind of a joke about how the book Junie B. Jones was oh <laughs> based on her. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. Wow, what a thing to say about right. someone. <laughs> right. Because Junie B. is not maybe the best character ever. Like, she's a good character. She is, but she's a but little, she's, she's a, little, a handful. Yeah, she's a handful. That's a I nice way of putting it. loved Yeah, kids love Junie, Junie B. Jones. B. Jones. Adults, probably not so much, but kids I mean, Wasn't the first book, them. Junie B. Jones rides the bus or like... Something yeah, something about the bus, like that. Because she had to start riding the bus to school. Yeah. I was reading one of my favorite books when I was in kindergarten. Yeah. Though, as Magic Treehouse. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. It's too bad you didn't have My Weird School when you were a little younger. So I think that was a little bit after you were in school. Yeah. All of those, like, all of those, like, slightly post-kindergarten books were, like, um, 
There was the Wayside Stories from Wayside School. Yeah. Love those ones. Yeah. The Bailey School Kids. Oh, yeah. I used to know uh, her. Wasn't she from? She's from Lexington. Yeah. yeah. She's, yeah, she's super nice. She was at Barnes & Noble a lot. That's cool. Yeah. I love those books. Yeah. Anywho, back Vamp- to talking about June. Vampires don't do something. The vampires don't coach football <laughs> or something. <laughs> they were all weird. Like witches don't teach the third grade. Yeah. Because that's what grade they were in. Their yeah. teacher was a witch or werewolves don't take baths. I don't know what it was. It was weird. <laughs> weird things like that. Yeah. If you have kids, get them to read those books. Oh, yeah, they're good. They're great. Yeah. Anyway, so June worked in the canteen at the prison. Okay. Uh, it opened in 1931. Yeah. And grocers and other places were furious because it would take a lot of Aww. sales from them. Oh. Because it sold everything from it sold cigarettes. They could get sex out of the pr- canteen. They had everything. Wait, what? <laughs> I, it says everything had to go through it. Cigarettes and even sex. So, I guess. What the hell? <laughs> are they talking about like girly magazines? Or are they talking about like, well, your appointment with uh, <laughs> like uh, your, um, uh, the local. Oh, what are they called? Yeah. The your pleasure lady. Your pleasure woman. No, there's a type of meeting. I search with a C that you're allowed in prison. Oh, your conjugal visit yes. with so and so is scheduled for yes. like and they had to Saturday first... at five o'clock. Yeah. So be ready. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I could barely make heads or tails of the way this guy wrote. So. <laughs> I mean, that's all right. <laughs> um So June's grandfather had also worked at penitentiary fifty years earlier. Oh, okay. And she grew up hearing ghost stories about the prison. Okay. So, things for June started out pretty simple. Yeah. Ink pens she would use to write down orders would go missing. I mean, yeah. Invoices would move from one file to another. Great. That sort of thing. That's awesome. But, after about a month, yeah. June came to work early one morning to put away an order that had come in over the weekend. Right. She heard footsteps in the hall outside the canteen door. Nope. This was weird because of how early it was. Nope. The hall outside the canteen led to the visitation gate and three cell house. A lot of stuff goes on around there. Around, seems around the like, three cell yeah. house. Well, it was the death row. Yeah. Place, so. June figured it was a guard or someone else on the staff. Yeah. So she tried to go back to work. Just kind of right. brushed it off. Yeah. Then she started to feel like there was someone nearby. Oh, no. The kind of feeling you get when there is someone standing behind a door. Oh, dear, no. Right. Oh, oh, dear, no. <laughs> so she went to the door and opened it to see who was there. Yeah. All she could see was the stone wall across from the door. Right. She looked up and down the hall and stepped out and went to the main control center. Yeah. Locking the canteen door behind her so no one can get in. Right. She's good at her job. Yeah. She has the woman in the control center. She's more professional than, well, Yeah. I can't say it. <laughs> um, so she has the woman in the control center if anyone had been down the hall. Yeah. 
And the woman said no and closed the gap cover. Just kind of rudely. Think she was on the phone. Yeah. So how dare June interrupt her phone call? Oh dear, yes. How dare you? How dare you, June? Junie. How dare you? So June was standing alone in the hall and saw a shadow obscure the light toward the canteen. Oh dear. So she walked quickly down the hall to see what was going on. Yeah. Because it could be an escaped inmate or it could. something. Yes. Nope. When she reached the bend, there was nobody there. Nope. Don't think so. She felt a presence as she unlocked the canteen door and turned on the lights. Okay. A. She noticed that a case of cheese crackers had been opened and 20 packs of crackers had been arranged and stacked. No. <laughs> yeah. Symmetrical cracker stacking. Yeah. No. <laughs> no human could so, stack crackers like that. <laughs> so she finished her work and yeah. then she left. Oh, I wouldn't even do that. I'm surprised she finished. <laughs> I mean, that's a testimony to what a professional she was. Right. I would have been like, all right, I'm out. Um, Bye, guys. I'm out. When you put the crackers back, I'll come back. Yeah. Can you or, put the crackers back, guys? Or with 20 other people. That would be great. Yeah. Thanks. Or with 20 other people. Over the next week, there were more items that were misplaced, but nothing as major as the cracker incident happened. Thank God. <laughs> Thank God. <gasps> That's what we needed to talk about. <laughs> the greatest show ever. <laughs> Speaking uh, of crackers. Which one? Was our murders. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, we need to talk <laughs> well, about We'll that. talk about that when we're... Yeah, we need to talk about this at some point. Yes. Um, a friend of June's told her about a ghost hunting show that she watched. And how... Oh, let's speculate on which one it was. Uh, but let me finish. Oh, God. On how they would use oh, trigger God. objects oh, to no. try to get <laughs> reactions from I mean, the spirits. Yeah, fair enough. Yes. Okay. They didn't say what show it was, though, so let's speculate. Mm. Ghost Adventure. It probably was Ghost Adventure. <laughs> <laughs> they use treasure objects all the time. I don't know. Do they? I don't know. They do. Oh, no. They do it a lot. Okay. Nori, the other day, she, I was, oh, I was watching, uh, this is not going to mean anything to anybody but people that work where I work, but Nori, the other day, goes, I love that man so much. I was like, well, Quinn does not. That's what I wanted to say. Oh, Zach. <laughs> I would love to punch him in the face <laughs> a couple times. <laughs> I was like, oh, Nori. You're so pure. You're so pure in your love. Zach's a douchebag. Yeah. He seems like a douche. That's what he is. I don't know. He's a, he's a dude, bro. He is. Well, he is. But, like... I know you've not seen it that many episodes, but if you could just if you could just see him with animals, okay. you might you might like change your opinion. Okay. Of him. All right. Yeah. He's, he's great with animals. Okay. He loves animals. Okay. He gets he gets a couple points. He does. Yeah. He does work with like the Nevada SPCA. Oh, okay. And like, yeah. Because right, like there was one time they found a little doggy on the street. Oh no. And uh. He was gonna take. He was gonna take the dog back to Las Vegas with him, and just keep it. And just keep. Well, no, he was gonna get it to a no-kill shelter there. Okay. Because they were like telling him, like, 
whatever you do, don't take that dog to the shelter here. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, they won't, you know. That's the way they are. And then, and then one of the guys on the crew took it. Oh! I know. Okay. It's adorable. Yeah, they get, like, maybe five or ten points then. Yeah. It was adorable. That's the way the Madison County Animal yeah. Shelter is. I know. It's unfortunate. It makes me really angry. Yeah. That's why if I win the lottery, I'm going to open my own animal shelter. Yeah. I don't know. What you need to do is, like, firebomb the Madison... Well, ev evacuate everyone. Firebomb the Madison County one. And just start your own then. And just be like, hey, guess what? This is a no-kill shelter. Because this, no this is what we should have been doing the whole time. Yeah. It's yeah. not the animal's fault that they're homeless. Yeah. We don't kill homeless people, do we? No. No. Well. Why do we kill homeless animals? I mean, <laughs> well, it depends on what serial killer we're talking about. This That's week. true. So That's let's true. not. Anyway, <laughs> back on track. <laughs> wow. This episode has more tangents than geometry class. <laughs> yes. I put that in one of our show descriptions, and I'm going to have to use it again. I wish I hadn't used it before. Yeah. Yeah. It's all right. It's well, Tangentville. Welcome to Tangentville. Tangentville. There we go. <laughs> okay, so. Okay, anyway. Junie. Um, using the trigger objects. Yeah. So, oh, fair she tried okay. to do this several times. She tried okay. with coins on the countertop. No. In the early mornings when she was alone. I which can't. sounds like us when yeah. we would do EVP sessions <laughs> at Hustler never when we were in the house. It never really. No. No. See, I can't think coins would work because they didn't really. Did they really use a lot of coinage? Not really. I would think food. Yeah. Would be a more. Crackers. Good, crackers, obviously. Yeah. They I like mean, crackers. I like the crackers. This did nothing, but it actually decreased how often things got moved around. Oh, wow. Yeah. Maybe it was the metal and the coins. It's like, oh, you're trying to talk to me? Nope. <laughs> no. Here's some crackers. How do you feel about that? About a month after June gave the interview of the story okay. about the crackers yeah. to Steve, she, she called them up wanting to talk again because, okay. quote, the damnedest thing has happened, end quote. Okay. So they met up at McDonald's after her shift at the canteen ended. Okay. She had went into work early to work on an early order and to sort out the delivery. Okay. The air felt heavy, but she kept going. Yeah. The lights in the canteen dimmed and turned off with a click. Oh, that's a no. And she was left alone in just the pre-dawn gloom. Ooh. While her eyes adjusted to the no. hall, to the, to the dim light. Yeah. She heard a strange noise. It didn't really say what kind of sound, just that it was low at first. Hmm. And I guess she was on the floor because she scooted towards the entrance and pulled herself up using the countertop. Oh, yeah. She never said anything about her being on the floor at yeah. first. Yeah. Just that she scooted towards the yeah. door and yeah. picked herself up. Well, counter. and two, at first I was wondering where she was, but then you said countertop, so I assume she was actually in the shop and not in her office. Yeah. So. Huh. She heard a breathy voice from the shadows. Oh, dear, no. Say, no more. Oh, yeah, that's when I say, I agree. <laughs> You're <laughs> Out <the> right. Door. <laughs> Bye. Out the door. So <laughs> she felt on the wall for the light switch and turned it on, grabbing a box cutter. She thought oh, there was, okay. She thought there was someone there. That's gonna work. Yeah. She turned around expecting to see more shit out of place. 
but found nothing. <laughs> she quickly finished working and went to leave. Yeah. On her way out, she bumped into something on the floor. Oh, dear. She looked down at what it was mm-hmm. and was shocked. So now we're going to back up a little bit. Okay. She had inherited her grandparents' house after her grandmother had died. Yeah. And ended up having to box everything that was there up. Right. What was on the floor was her grandfather's chit key ring. Oh. Which... No, um, I don't like that. Was used to check out all. equipment from the control yeah, center. Yeah, I don't like that at all. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. She left the prison after that. Oh, uh, like, yeah. Because that means whatever it was was getting in her house, too. No. Nope. She went on to tell Steve that she later found a lot of her grandfather's boxed up belongings around the house. Uh uh-uh. uh. That's yes. when you get your house blessed or something. Lady. Yeah. Do it and do it now. So, the next story is from a guard named Jason. Okay. Who was working in the infirmary one morning. Oh, dear. There were only two inmates there at the time. Okay. One had had a seizure. Oh, no. And the other had had a mild stroke. Oh, dear. So, as he was putting his lunch in the staff refrigerator. Yeah. He heard a slow, deliberate tearing sound. Uh. If I had paper I could tear up, I would. Anyway. Ah. He rushed back to the main area and found sleeping patients. So they were both in their areas yeah. sleeping. He brushed it off as being the sound of the heater fans coming on. Yeah. 15 minutes before the n- nurses were due back. Yeah. I guess nurses weren't there. Again, Steve is not the best writer and <laughs> storyteller. That's all right. I'm sorry, Steve. <laughs> I'm sure you're a great guy. <laughs> but <laughs> you're not a very good storyteller. Uh, yeah. Um, he has, it sounds to me like he has a lot to say. And he's just not super organized about saying it. Yes. Um. He, so, 15 minutes before the nurses were due back, yeah. he felt sick and felt like he needed to get some fresh air. Okay. So, he went to the nurse's station, opened the pill call window, and hung out there for a couple minutes. Yeah. Letting the cold air blow in. Right. Until he heard a couple of loud bangs behind him. Uh, he turned around. Nobody was there. Okay. He thought inmates were rioting. Oh, dear. So he okay. ran to the hall. That's his first thing. Was, We're rioting! <laughs> We're rioting! We're rioting! <laughs> no. Guy who just had a seizure and who just yeah. had a stroke. Who had, yeah, seizure and stroke guy are up there. Yeah. <laughs> like pounding and pounding rioting. Stuff. So he ran to the hall and saw that they were still sleeping. I mean, yeah. Obviously. <laughs> it was quiet until around 3 a.m., Okay. Well, and he was in yeah. the storage room sort, sorting out cleaning supplies. Okay. He sat there in the closet and saw the reflection of a big human-like figure nope. hovering behind him. Uh, that's a no. It's going to be a no. Yeah. And farewell to this job yes. for me. He saw it again in his periphery. This time it looked more human-like and more menacing. He figured it was an inmate, so he told it to get against the wall with his hand behind it, with his hands behind its head. Yeah. It didn't move, but stood there staring at him. Oh dear no. <laughs> he moved towards the figure and saw the size of the figure. Like yeah. It was big. Yeah. It moved away quicker than a person could have. 
Yeah. Then the tearing sounds came back. Huh. He ran back to the observation cells, and the sounds faded. He heard the sound like nails on a chalkboard. Oh. Mixed with the loud bangs from earlier. The second door seemed to swell out. Oh, no. And Jason approached it. He looked into the room and saw that the decorations of the room had changed into something like you'd seen in the 50s. Wow. The story is weird. It's incredibly weird. It's about to get more wild. Uh, Okay. (laughs) And then the room color shifted and now looked as if there were, it was the scene of a mob hit. Like, it looked, like, bloody and, like, shit had gone down. Oh, my God. Then there was an anguished scream. Oh, dear. And white hands rose into the view with no fingernails. Oh, dear. Like, they were, like, the fingernails were torn out at the beds. (sighs) Yeah. Yowza. The hands hit the security glass and broke and that broke Jason out of whatever trance he was apparently in. Yeah. And then he ran until he reached the kitchen and looked back and everything was back to normal. And he never worked in the infirmary again. Uh, yeah. Where was the... He put in his transfer that next minute. Is yeah. Is what I'm assuming. Is this the... I mean... One... That's weird, too, because, first of all, I will say, what would you do to somebody who couldn't move? Like a prisoner who was in bed, incapacitated. Yeah, and they were medicated. And they were medicated, couldn't move, but they were awake. And you wanted to torture them. What would you do to them besides, like, pull hit them? Pull out their fingernails? Pull out their fingernails, yeah. Or make, like, a sound like a fingernail on the chalkboard that they couldn't yeah. stop, like, they couldn't stop listening to it. They yeah. couldn't put their hands over their ears. They just had to listen to they it. They just had to listen to it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So this is the one that I thought was this one. Okay. The story is crazy. Oh, good. Crazy. Okay. This is a woman named Jordan. Okay. Who was one of the few women allowed to work on death row in the old days. Okay. So Jordan's a badass bitch. B-A-M-F. Bamf. Yeah. She told... Steve, a story from working on death row. Yeah. She worked the midnight shift. Mm-hmm. And one night she heard the sound like kids playing with tin cans and string. Okay. I don't know what kind of sound That's that is. That's a random sound. Yeah. She made a quick scan. I found no prisoners out of their cells. And as she walked towards G-Walk, she felt a gut feeling that danger was ahead. There were Mm -hmm. no TVs or radios that were up loud. Okay. And she approached the cell of an inmate and saw that he was sitting up in the corner of his bed with his legs pulled up to his chest. Okay. She asked if he was okay. He looked at her and turned his body against the wall. Just turned. Yeah. Turned away. Right. The rest of her shift was quiet. And then on a later shift, she was walking and checking the bars for signs of tampering right it's like what scratches or right, exactly. whatever yeah and she smelled a woodsy smell of stale tobacco wow which is a weird smell 
Oh yeah, it's very distinctive too. Yeah. Nothing smells like. There's nothing really that smells like cigarette smoke. No, there's not. And I mean, I know there's different kinds of cigarette smoke, but it all like it smells all smells like you know it as opposed like it smells different than pipe smoke. It smells different than a cigar. It smells different than like yeah. marijuana. All of those smell different. Yes. So yeah, it's a real distinctive smell. She ended up dropping the plastic pipe and mirror that she was using to inspect the bars. Yeah. And when she went to pick it up, she saw the figures of a mother and a daughter in 1940s garb. Wow. Okay. The Random. daughter yes. had long curls. Okay. And her temple on the right side was caved in. No. Her mouth and nose were covered in blood. Oh, no. And her lips went from a pout to an evil grin. And blood dripped down from her mouth to her dress and then onto the floor. Oh, dear. So did she see, she actually saw this or was this reflected in the mirror that she had dropped? I think it was the reflection. Okay. Maybe. I'm not sure. Yeah. Here again, source material. Yes. <laughs> uh, it did say that she kind of looked like Shirley Temple. Oh. It was the way she, like, she okay. was dressed. was like yeah. Shirley Temple. Uh, the mother held out a hammer and a and demanded that the man in the cell pay for his crime. Oh, wow. He was only in prison for killing a grocer, though. Oh, wow. That's what he was in prison for. Shoot. Well, During, it could have been, like, a Like, it could have been a ghost, too. Wait. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> During that inmate's last rites, he confessed <gasps> to strangling a mother... And bashing her daughter's head and face in with a hammer. Wow. I just got chills. <laughs> that's crazy AF. I told you that was a wow. crazy story. And he said that the daughter liked to dress like Shirley Temple. Oh. Wow. So that's why the wow. spirit looked like Shirley Temple. Because yeah. she liked to dress up like Holy her. Shit. Yeah. Wow. That, I think that's my favorite story. If I were Jordan, I'm still going to go with the crackers and stuff. Although the infirmary was pretty good. That one's just like... I still kind of like the Bible one, too. The Bible but, one's good. Um, like, she didn't... And she didn't... I assume she didn't quit after that, which is testimony no. to yeah. her... Uh, testament to her uh, badassery right there. Yes. Now I have one more story. Oh, good. I think this is one more. I have two more. Ooh. Sorry. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Um, now I'm enjoying all of these stories. They're good. Yeah. So there was a man named Angel. Okay. Who worked at the prison. Like Buffy's Angel? Or was his last name Angel? I think it was like Buffy's Angel. Okay. Alrighty. Only not as hot. On hell? <laughs> you, you can't be that hot. Yeah. Well, no one's that hot. No. I mean, on hell? Maybe his name was on hell. On hell. On hell? He might have been Hispanic. Yeah. Angel is a kind of a. Yeah, on hell. Yeah. Um. Is Ersino on him? And I mean, sometimes that's, you just, know. Yeah. Okay. He was checking on the inmates at one of the inmate houses. Right. Which they used for short timers. 
Oh, okay. So they would let them live in these houses. Oh. Because they knew if they tried to escape from them, they would they get a longer would go, sentence. Yeah, they would go back in yeah. gen pop, and then that yeah. was going to be like... And they were there were several people yeah. that lived in the house, but yeah, they got to live in a house while they were yeah. in prison, which is kind of cool. Yeah, um, yeah, it's like a halfway house, but not like um, amongst everybody. Exactly. Yeah. Um. So he was he was coming up from the basement and felt something trip him. Oh no! And then there was a vibration going up and down the rail. Oh, don't like that. No. He got upstairs and looked into the living room and saw a metal spoon and a heavy coffee cup roll off a TV tray. Yeah. The cup turned counterclockwise. Oh, God. And stopped by the closest bedroom. Oh, dear. He left and the rest of the day went off without, yeah. without incident. Yeah. A little while later, yeah. he was by a five-cell house and felt something nearby. Okay. He saw a gray, shapeless form move away from him, and it vanished behind a light pole 20 feet in front of inmate house one. Yeah. Which was where he was. Right. Before and saw the coffee cup thing. Right. He was mesmerized by it until he heard the sound of his walkie-talkie. Yeah. And that kind of brought him back brought him to yeah. reality and... Yeah. That seems and, to happen there. Yeah, you get, get this, like, yeah. entranced by things. Because that's, like, the third story that we've heard of people that have just been, like, you know, oh, oh and then something happens and they wake like, up. Like, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and then he noticed that there were no footprints where the form had been. Oh, good. Yeah. A few days later, he was doing counts at Seven Cell House and saw a... Gray figure beyond two wall stand, Sally Port Gate. Okay. Don't know what that is. A Sally Port is where they bring people. Okay. But, I don't know. As he stepped forward, the figure stepped back and vanished. He radioed the officer inside and asked if an inmate had passed the gate. Yeah. The officer said no. Yeah. And he watched the figure pass through an iron fence. Yeah. In front of the prison. Oh dear. He then went to the inmate house and found the front door slightly open. Yeah. He did a quick check of the upper floor and found only sleeping inmates. Yeah. He heard low talking in the kitchen. Uh-huh. And he show he shined his flashlight into the kitchen and saw nothing. He checked the back door and found it locked from the inside. When he turned to leave, he heard a sigh come up from the stairway. He tried to turn on the kitchen light, but it wouldn't work. Of course not. And then he heard something fall onto the floor and roll against a wall. Oh, good. <laughs> so he went down to the basement. Why is he doing that? He knows the basement is a trouble spot. Yeah. Well, he's going to regret it. Oh, good. And discovered a can of talcum powder okay. had fallen. Yeah. The basement was empty. Except for a bed and a nightstand. Okay. That was all that was down there. Okay. Um, and when he knelt down to pick up the can, something from under the bed grabbed his arm Ooh. and pulled him to the floor. Um, I don't think so. No. He scrambled to free his arm. Now he's leg too. Like it had his arm and his leg. Nope. Um, he, as he was flailing, trying to get out, he knocked his walkie talkie off. 
So all he had was the microphone lapel. Yeah. Kind of like really. what we have on, on our, ourselves. On ourselves right, right now. now. Um, and he knocked the nightstand over. He was being pulled under the bed. He smelled rancid breath oh. and felt talon-like fingernails uh, clawing at his shoulder. That'd be a no from me. Although, he, I will say this. If I had had my fingernails ripped off, that'd be the first thing I did in the afterlife was grow, like, the meanest, talons. baddest t- fingernails you ever had. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I would do. <laughs> he struggled to get to the mic uh, so he could call for help. And the entity laughed and said, won't you join me here beneath the green? I will not. Thanks for the invite. No thanks. No thanks. I'm good where I'm at. He felt a sticky fluid splatter onto his cheek. Ew. No. No. Yeah. In the the struggle, he had a necklace of St. Michael that he was wearing under his shirt. And in the struggle, it fell out. Uh Uh-oh. This made the entity recoil and howl like a pack of dogs. Yeah. A gray smoke dissipated and melted into the wall. And there was a scream that made Angel cover his ears. Because let go when he was able to scramble away. Yowza. He covered his ears. And once the sound was gone, he used his flashlight to check around the room and saw nothing. Great. Yeah. And he put in his transfer that very minute. He got the fuck out. Yeah. <laughs> So, this last story is from a man named Duncan. Okay. In Forcell House. Okay. So, when Forcell House was built, the piping was faulty. Yeah. And methane was vented into it, which caused a lot of inmates to die. Great. Yes. Oh, that sounds like when we had our uh, carbon dioxide or carbon monoxide leak at the store for like months and no one told us. Uh, If anyone from OSHA is listening to this. Anyway, a few hours before his shift (laughs) started, there had been a lightning strike. Yeah. And the, on the tower, Mm -hmm. which caused the pipe chase room to flood. Right. The prisoners were kept in their cells. Okay. Which they weren't very happy about, but what else could you do? Right. You know, Um, a half hour before shift change, he ventured down to the pipe chase okay. to check it out. Yeah. As he inspected the pipes, he heard a skittering sound. He looked down and saw nothing, but felt like there was something down there with him. The presence moved above him. Nope. And he noticed a bad smelling liquid falling around him. Oh, good. Icky poo. Which might have been just been sewage. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know either. Duncan climbed up a ladder and noticed that the walls seemed to be moving. (laughs) Good. And then he started to climb down the ladder and felt something get on the ladder with him. Nope. That's a no. The end of this story is the biggest no of them all. That is good. Oh, no. No, you may have hit the no. Well, I'll be the judge of that. No, no. It gets worse. (laughs) Oh, God. It gets worse. Because, you know, you know how people at Hustler don't like ladders. <clears throat> so <laughs> he quickly went down the ladder yeah. and shined his flashlight at the ladder. Right. And saw a mist coming towards him. Uh, that's a no. It was crawling head 
burst down the ladder. I don't think so. No, thank you. I told you it got worse. That's the biggest nope at all. No, thank you. No, thanks. If I looked up and saw something climbing down a ladder head first, I would flip my shit. I'd probably piss myself. Yeah. I'd be like, nope. <laughs> nope. <you>. I'm out. <laughs> Bye, guys. No thanks, exorcist. <laughs> I'm good. No, thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. Duncan ran never looked back. Yeah. Even when he heard something scratching at the door. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So that was just a couple stories. Those I, are some good stories. I didn't read the entire book, yeah. so I might be able to have a part two for Kentucky Someday. State Penitentiary someday more. if yeah. I can force myself to read that yeah. book. Uh, That's a little, that was really good stories, though. Yeah. Did we want to talk about Bizarre Murders? I don't know. Because that's... We started watching a show called Bizarre Murders. It's on the True Crime Network. It's, it's like on the free TV. It's like insane. It's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. It's even better than Dual Survivor, which I thought was Dual Survival, <laughs> yeah. Which was pretty awesome, but man. Oh, crackers. The oh, crackers. <laughs> oh, with the hashtag crackers. Yeah. <laughs> crackers was the parent who was a witness yeah. to a murder. There was a parrot that was a witness to a murder. Two murders, actually. Two murders. And then there was the guy... Who got contracted to kill a woman and he did kill a woman of the same name but not the woman he was supposed to kill yeah which that was based on like when I went on IMDB and looked at the reviews of the show they were all like but it's all made up and I was like but it's like based on true stories because I remember that like the two Mary Browns or whatever it was yeah. that died on the same day yeah and then there was the crackers like that was a true story like the the bird identified uh, the killer. Yeah, I feel like they changed the names. They just changed some of the circumstances and the names and stuff. Yeah, or but the dude who killed his sister. Yeah, and they were finding body parts and luggage oh, everywhere yeah. around the that town. That had to be hundred percent true. That had to be based on something real. And he walked in to the police station carrying a suitcase. Yeah, he didn't want him to check it. What they did. If what did I say was in there the second he rolled in her with it? Her head. Her head. And what was in there? Her, her head. head. Yeah. <sighs> and what else? Oh, what else? The guy from Germany. Oh, yeah. Who said he was a Kennedy. Oh, yeah. That was based on a true story, too. Really? Yeah. It was some guy that was um, like a... Like an imposter, like a professional imposter. That's what he did. Okay. Yeah. I'll look it up here in a minute. Yeah. But like, it's a true story. That's a true story. And then there was something about an heiress that died, and that was a true story. Yeah. And then, like, there was something about the woman that owned the yogurt shop. The vegan woman. The vegan <laughs> shop. <laughs> the vegan the baby. shop. Yeah. The one of the baby. Like, I 100% that was a true story. Yeah. She just so, I mean, killing the guys who wouldn't get her pregnant. The people that said that these weren't based on true stories, you just don't know enough true crime like we do. Yeah. Because if you did, you know they were true stories. Like that mug you found said that uh, I watched true, I watched crime. true crime. So, I'm basically a detective. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you yeah. know. And Joe's looking over at us like, ugh. Like, we're I hate them all. <laughs> <laughs> I hate both of them. Okay. Yeah. If we end up. If we end up somewhere in a dumpster, you'll know who did it, guys. That was Joe. That was Joe. Hi, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know. but anyway, if you get a chance, check out Bizarre Murders. It's fun. Yeah, it's, I it's, mean, it's as fun as you can make like people dying, you know, before their time. Yeah, possible. I mean, no, there's a, it, it's, it's as fun as you can make that. Bad reenactments. Oh yeah, the acting is like unbelievable, <laughs> and I say that in like that's the nicest really word I can use. That retired detective they have on there. Oh like, man, kind he's of, the best. Like low key narrates it. Oh, he's the best. He's great. Yeah, he's really good. Uh, yeah, he's good. Yeah. He's enjoyable. Yeah. Oh, the narrator. Yeah, the narrator is pretty awesome yeah. too. Yeah. It, it's just great. It's like if you yeah. like cheesy. If you like cheesy crime. shit, you'll like this. Yeah. It's Cra- if you like cheese on crackers, if you like cheese with your crackers, ha! <laughs> <laughs> then you need to check out Bizarre Murders. Oh, we need to like title this episode "Crackers" or something. How with hashtag crackers? Hashtag 100%. crackers. Yes. Hashtag crackers. Okay. Well. I mean, man, we stretched. I didn't think we were going to make it, and we stretched this out to almost an hour. I know. We are super, like, we're superheroes at this point. We're basically superheroes at this point. It's, it's Tangent City. And Joe's looking at us like, oh my God, they've lost it. They've lost it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, he's probably not going to kill us. Probably. Oh, I had to, I forgot to mention this last thing about. Kentucky State Penitentiary. It's still a functioning prison. Yeah. 100%. So there's no real way to go in and investigate it. So a lot of yeah. the stories are just from people who work there. Yeah. There's no way to do. Is that in LaGrange? It's in Eddyville. Eddyville. Okay. Okay. It's on, it's on Lake Cumberland. Oh. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'll put some pictures up. I bet it's beautiful. I'll put a picture up of it. it yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at Creepy Kentucky. Yeah. Follow us on Twitter. We may need to have to set up a second email, tangentville.com. Tangentville. That's going to be our website name. Tangentville.com. Yes. That's <laughs> what so we're going to rename the podcast yeah. to. Tangentville. tangentville. <laughs> yeah. That's our new podcast. <laughs> it's Tangentville. And then welcome, we can talk about anything. Welcome to Tangentville. Today we're going to talk about butterflies. <laughs> And unicorns. And maybe some murder. We don't know. We don't know. We never know. Yeah. We don't have a plan for these things. Yeah. Also, probably how we're going to go into that uh, thing with the paranormal club, by the way. Yeah. Just <laughs> wing it. Just wing it. Oh, God. <laughs> That's how I usually do things. Yeah. Just wing it. Just wing it. It's all good. All right. Well, I don't think we'd get this far. I'm proud. Of, I'm really proud of us. Me too. Considering it only had like nine, nine pages, nine and a half pages. Not okay, even. I just want to tell everybody that we do do a lot of research on these. So like, we do try. We do like. We normally do like around. I would say fifteen pages of research. Yeah. Per topic. So. Yeah. Unless it's something that's super interesting, maybe and then we get we'll up. do like two episodes or three. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Are we ready? Are we ready to finally shut the fuck up? I don't know. Until <laughs> next time, Kentucky, what, what the, the hell? hell? And us, what the hell, too. Yeah. But, well, you know. Yeah. <laughs>